Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. books put me asleep besides i mean anyone that says the book's better than the movie it's full of shit like <laughs> <laughs> actually there's, no. there's there's a there's a uh, a movie that i absolutely love and then i was like well let me go read the book like this book is trash i hated the book I'm <laughs> start, so, so here's yeah. here, here's here's the thing that keeps me from reading more is I've started a lot of books and I'll get a couple chapters in and I'll be like I just don't give a fuck about this anymore. Like I feel like it's a waste of time. You've got to find so, something that like really grabs you because I can be like that too. I'm like oh, this is stupid. Yeah, like I'll start like I started reading. I was <laughs> we went on vacation. This was years ago. We went on vacation and we rented this house at the beach and the house had books you know mm-hmm. for people to read. So I took I grabbed a sci-fi book and took it out to the beach to sit and just read on the beach and. uh it was so dumb. Like, like they, they were they were trying to lay out like a uh, you know lay out characters and plot and all that stuff. And I was like, this is just so like whoever wrote it had a big imagination, but there, it was it wasn't cohesive at all. I was like, this is going nowhere. And I just gave up on it. And I got frustrated. I was like, fuck this book. Man. I didn't read anything else the whole time. I, was oh, I think it's more you're either a book person or you're a movie person. Because like you could take like Harry Potter for example. I guess like I love the books. Mm-hmm. Or no, I I hate the books, but I love the movies. Whereas yeah. I know people that won't watch the movies because they love the books too much and they think it's going to ruin it. Yeah, I mean I the I movies. Do I mean that. the movies do leave out a lot of details from the books. But That's what I was going to. The point I was going to make yeah. is that the yeah. book can you can get much better detail yeah. through a book. But yeah. if you don't have a big imagination, like if you're not able to take those words and, and build mm-hmm. those those pictures in your head, I can see. You know why it would be difficult for some, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and that's what uh, was frustrating me about that one sci-fi book was I just couldn't picture. It was just, it was it's like, what are you saying here? What are you trying to say? <laughs> so, What's going on? So when someone recommends a book to me, I'm always like, uh, I think about who they are as a person. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> would I like this? Book? Know, would would I really enjoy that, or do you just really like it? Oh, yeah. But uh, but no, Game of Thrones was a killer show, man. I mean, they got a lot of you know a lot of people, a lot of criticism for the way some certain episodes were done. People get they really nerd out on that stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, if you've got the the ability to drive the resources to put together something that big of a project and and execute it as well as they did, mm-hmm. you know, who who are, who am I to criticize how they did it or why they did, like? They did something huge that most people will never achieve in their life. If you can't appreciate that, the art for that, then you're just kind of being an asshole. Yeah, I yeah. think people are upset. It felt like it was kind of rushed at the end. It was. I, I kind of felt like that too, but it made sense, you know. But yeah, I got that, no that whole thing the was so massive. Yeah. That whole yeah. series was just massive. Yeah, and all of those people will, you know, they. You, Everybody involved in that project, that's, that's on their resume. That, the, you can't take that away from them. And everybody oh, yeah. knows who's that. Who, you know, they know what Game of Thrones is. Yeah. Even if you oh, haven't yeah. watched it, you know what it is. 
But the House of the Dragon show is really, it's really good. Like it's, it's, it's still told in the same voice, the same tone, and the same vein as, mm-hmm. as, as the Game of Thrones show was. But really, the the spinoff I want to see is I want to see Arya's story. Oh you know, yeah, because remember yeah. at the at the end she she goes out to sea to see what else is out in the world because at you know at the time the the known world was Westeros and Essos. Mm-hmm. Now I'm nerding out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was MVP I'm during like, that. She was MVP in that show. <laughs> I'm oh, sitting here going, yeah, Michael's turned out over here. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good show, man. It was really good. It's like listening to me and Ron talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I had it. Well, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite movie series ever. Okay. No, Lord of the Rings is the greatest movie trilogy of all time. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm with you there, man. I'm with you. Yep. I don't know, man. Lethal Weapon was pretty badass. It was pretty I badass. mean, yeah. It did win 17 Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the exact number. And, not, and, the, only, and the only Lethal Weapon I can watch is, what was it, four over and over again? Because I really like that Joe one. Joe Pesci was great in that oh, one. God. Today's Leon Gets. Whatever you want, Leon Gets. <laughs> I love how Ron's got that in his back pocket to shut down any conversation. It won 13 Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. Damn, Ron. <laughs> God. I, I watched I watched the trilogy again over the weekend, and I I literally every there's points in all three of those movies where I will cry just because of yeah. the emotion, oh, yeah. emotion from everything going on. Oh, oh yeah, I love it when a yeah I mean it, yeah it's it's weird like sometimes I feel like a bit of a sociopath because the only time I do cry is when there's emotional moments in TV shows and movies. Mm. Right. I'll be over there like you know. Holding back tears, well, I'm like, why can't I feel this way bit. when my kid does something special? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it happens to me in video games a little bit. It, every time I play Red Dead Redemption 2, I saw. Oh, what a game. What oh, a game. the ending of that game, yeah, that's yeah, a tearjerker. It's like, that's Rockstar's greatest game, and they're never going to top it. Uh, well, they GTA still got GTA 6 on the way. I don't think the storyline's going to be good. I'm, I think they're focusing on the multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, only yeah, took them, what, 10 one. years? Yeah, yeah 11 years. Yeah. years maybe because it's coming out next year. Oh, oh, yeah. like, it better be good taking that long. I mean, I mean, they've milked five for all it. Milk five is like a very strained cow with nothing left. There, it, I mean, I was playing it the other day. There's, a, there's <laughs> actually <out>. nothing left. <laughs> I know. They just kept there's releasing mission after mission, and it's like... I mean, the game, the game yeah. came out over 10 years ago, and they're still trying to keep it alive. Yeah, it's yeah. a struggle, but yeah, I'm not much of a gamer. So me, kind of lost me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a good, uh, good spot to introduce our guest today. We're talking to Palmetto Drive. You guys, fellas, want to introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, I'm Jimmy Zioli. I'm drummer and uh, vocalist, and Brandon Walters, bass player. We also have Trent Hall on lead guitar and vocals too. He couldn't be here today. He got stuck at work. He works for the city of York for their. Their water division. So oh, you got called in an He's emergency. Probably knee deep in somebody's sewer line right now. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, somewhere, yeah. Yeah. well, thank you guys for being here. And uh, the reason that Palmetto Drive is here today is they have a show coming up next week, next uh, Friday, uh, um, August. Uh, what's the date? Twelfth. August eleventh. Yeah. August eleventh. Very excited about it. And. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm really excited to get them back in here on a Friday. Um, you know, Palmetto Drive played here once before. We they came. In, all right, so this this whole story started uh, back right when we first opened. Jimmy, I guess I guess you keep your finger on the pulse of the scene, right? Like you're kind of always on the lookout for places to play uh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy reached out to me about booking a show here, and the time frame we were looking at, all I had were Sundays, and I was like, well, I've got this Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. can you do that? And they took the show, and uh, you know, I was excited and well. I'm getting ahead of myself. Before that, 
before that, he reached out, and, and uh, I was like, well, can you guys come to an open mic so I can see you? Yeah. And they showed up, like, that, that week's open mic. Oh, like, cool. They, they showed up. Uh, it, was, it was Jimmy and Trent, right? Yeah, yeah. And they blew the crowd away. Yeah. So much so that Buddy from Testarossa yeah. approached them at the open mic and asked them if they would come and open a show for them at Amos's. At Amos's. Yeah. I didn't I remember see that. that. And they yeah. had a sh- another show that night. They came and opened at Amos's and then went to another venue to play another show. Oh, it was God. pretty convenient because it was at the Brickyard. So they we were literally, right next we door. walked That's, like 20 yeah. feet yeah. next door to <laughs> go play for... Three hours, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a long night, but it yeah, was, it was I like a good to, time. I do like to do a little recon before we interview somebody. So I was like, oh, they play with Testarossa? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I was thrilled. I was thrilled about it because after seeing them play, I was, I was kind of blown away. I was like, wow, yeah. these guys are fantastic. So I was eager to get them in. So I got them in. And, and by the way, that's a testament to our open mic. Like, so I, sometimes I'll feel weird emailing people back and saying, well, can you come to an open mic? Because basically what I'm what I'm doing is I'm asking them to audition. To come audition. And yeah. it kind of feels a little sleazy. But at the same time, you know, sometimes I'm on the fence. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I need to see something. Right. So, um, and sure enough, they blew us away. And it, But again, it's a testament to what can happen because from that mm-hmm. came an extra gig. And now this will be their second time playing the Rooster because they've got the talent. They've got, you know, they look great on stage. They sound great on stage. Mm -hmm. They've got a great selection of songs. They do originals and covers so they can keep an audience's attention. They're a great band. And I felt terrible about the Sunday show because we were still very new. We didn't really have much of a core uh, base of people that come to, to stuff every week. So there wasn't a whole lot of people here. But they still put on a great show for like what was it like ten or twelve people that were here? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And and but they but they they didn't it didn't they didn't let it like fuck with their heads. They got yeah. up there and did a great show and gave everything and it was it was fantastic. It was fan- and then immediately after the show, I was like, well, let me get you back here on a Friday. The odds are we can get a bigger crowd. And uh, and these guys are from Rock Hill, Fort Mill area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And you've been gigging around for how long have y'all been a band? This Palmetto Drive. So we kind of formed like. Well, we were playing with another group in Rock Hill for, uh, well, I had only been playing with them for about a year. I've probably been there for about four, four and a half years with that guy. And then we ended up kind of cutting ties and forming our own thing. Um, Very, very sudden. But I'm glad it happened because, you know. Yeah, we just didn't share the same direction and stuff like that. But it was really nice being able to, like, branch out and, like, start to do like our own thing because it just felt right and we were having more fun on stage and it just felt more right for us so mm-hmm. yeah so i guess our group palmetto drive has been playing since i guess like 2020 yeah that's like yeah like may of 2020 yeah. so about a couple am years. i am i right in assuming that palmetto drive the name is kind of a tip of the cap to south carolina yeah yeah so it was actually funny how we kind of came up with that because we were debating like what we should call ourselves and I don't know. We spent like a month or two trying to figure yeah, out. It name. was a long process <laughs> to find out the name. <laughs> yeah, eventually, I mean, we came up with like several ideas, that being one of them. And I think we even thought of like Hollow Point and something yeah. else. And I, I ended up putting a poll on Reddit because we were like, I can't really decide this. <laughs> and I think it was like, for a while, it was tied between Palmetto Drive and Hollow Point. Yeah. I think Palmetto Drive ended up getting higher up. So we were like, well. Let's go with that. Oh, wait, no. You know what it was? It was Palmetto Roads. And then and we, we found another band in, in uh, Columbia, just like right next yeah. door. That was named uh, They weren't Palmetto really Roads. popular, so we like, um, 
well, we don't want to run into any issues with that, so we just stuck. We we ended up doing Palmetto Drive. The search to see who has a, the same, that man name on me <laughs> <laughs> before you decide. Yeah. Well, Hollow Point sounds like a gangster rapper. Yeah, no, right. it, yeah, it just it didn't. <laughs> or a metal band. Yeah, it could be either. <laughs> be careful, we might pull out both. You know? <laughs> yeah. That now, I'd love to see that be in the middle of Wagon Wheel and bust out with some gangster rap. Oh man, <laughs> right? that would be interesting. Pull out some Biggie Smalls or something. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you are either you guys fans of Ben Folds? Not, really. not particularly. Yeah. Do you know I guess. who he is? Are you aware? You know, who I am not. It sounds familiar. Yeah. So, uh, you know, '90s, early 2000s. His, his uh, most popular song that was yeah. on the radio was "Brick." Brick. Okay. Yeah, now that sounds brick familiar. And I'm sinking slowly. slowly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he had a band, and he kind of went to do his own thing. And I've seen him live a few times. He's from North Carolina. Yeah, he's from uh, uh, Chapel Hill area. Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored like an animated movie. I can, the name of that movie is escaping me. Um, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's a super talented guy, but but he's a very mild mannered, you know, piano playing. You know, has a soft voice, and he started doing this thing in the late '90s at his shows where he would do a piano acoustic version of "Bitches Ain't Shit" by NWA. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's it's but uh, you go look it up on YouTube right now. It's great. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love it when you get surprises like that. Oh, yeah. That is like my favorite rap, though, from that era, like the 90s, uh, almost early 2000s. Oh, for sure. Now, I, I noticed on y'all's Facebook, because I, I saw where y'all were posting, like, what y'all list, were listening to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't do that much anymore. We're, I we're that trying was to get back into it. I was looking at. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, so, so we had a we had a keyboardist that was playing with us for a while, and uh, his girlfriend was actually helping us do that, and gotcha. so he he stopped playing with us for a while. Uh-huh. So we stopped. Yeah, we kind of stopped doing that. It was more her idea, but we we might get back into it. Yeah. That's a good possibility. I think yeah. it's interesting to let you to know what you're listening to, so your fans are like, oh, okay, cool. I can attest any anybody on social media that's promoting something, whether it's a, a bar, a venue, a band, a, a singer, whatever. A woman's touch on social media. Oh man! Uh, okay. <laughs> since Ariel has started oh, yeah. doing social media, I have seen our our interactions have increased by like twenty five percent. Oh, it's unparalleled. I yeah. think if I wasn't in a band or a musician, I don't even know how much I'd use it. To be honest, yeah, you that's know, true. Maybe, maybe like. Snapchat, but that's probably about it. <laughs> I mean, even even our bartender uh, Melissa, she she'll get on yeah. there and post for us from time to time, and and mm-hmm. she, her and then you know, I've kind of scaled back doing like video posts mainly because I just I just hate like watching myself back, and oh, yeah. I just feel like I'm not holding people's attention. But the stuff they're putting together is great, and so I'm not complaining. She's really mm-hmm. good about on on Snapchat making the because there's a local map and she making the. The map glow around the rooster. Like yeah. she'll she'll make sure she adds that to the yeah. map. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's like a whole new world that I really don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> but but let's let's talk about Palmetto Drive. That's why we're really yep. here. Um, so you've been gigging around since 2020. You've gotten to play for some big audiences and small audiences, and uh, you know, it's it's weird. I, we get a lot of bands here that that are used to playing in in bars that have established clientele like you know they're packed out like we'll, we'll have a band here on a saturday that was at in lake norman the night before played for three four hundred people and mm-hmm. then you know we might get 60 to 100 and i, I always feel like damn it man like i want to bring that feel yeah. to every show 
So when you guys book shows, and I, I must admit you're, you're one of the better ones at promoting your shows. A lot of bands just don't promote that hard, mm-hmm. and, and you guys do a good job of promoting it. Are you, do you find that like from, from bar to bar or venue to venue, is it, is it mostly built-in audiences, or do you have an audience that kind of follows you around? Like how, how do you so, see that play out? So I think it varies venue to venue. Um, say, like, we're playing at a college place. Um, that Those places, you don't have kids like, oh, who's playing tonight? I just want to go get drunk. They show up. They end up hearing us. They're like, oh, shoot, like, what's your Facebook? What's your Instagram? That's, you know, there's that. But then you have other places where a lot of, a lot of the people that are there are for us. And you find that a little bit more in smaller towns. Because you get around there, you get into the circle of you know all these little bars in that little area. Take Clover, for instance. They've got a, they've got a couple little bars right in a in a small block. And you get there, you kind of start making your name for yourself, and then you'll see them start coming back and coming back, and you'll get to know them. And you know, establishing those relationships are really good for for retaining people to come out. So. Yeah, it definitely helps when it's like local. Because yeah, like I mean, him and Trent, they grew up around here and so they've known people personally growing up and stuff i grew up in new jersey so like i didn't know anybody coming down here and so yeah it definitely helps being around here because that there'll be people that we just know that'll just show because they hear we're playing but yeah it definitely depends on who's running the venue because some some you know booking people just aren't that communicative and they don't respond all the time but yeah it just varies how long have you been down here from new jersey I moved down here after I finished college in 2017, so I guess six years now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And were you gigging around in New Jersey before you came down? Well, yeah. I mean, so I went to college in Ohio, and I wasn't really in a band up there. I mean, I had filled in for a couple bands that were up there, but I wasn't like, I didn't belong to one per se. When I was in high school, I actually played for a metal band for a while, and then I ended up playing for it was more of a rock alternative rock band until I graduated. But once we all graduated, we kind of went our separate ways. So right. this has definitely been the most like dedicated band I've been mm-hmm. in like ever. So. And, and how do you, you know, there's, so there, there's four of you, right? Or three of you now? Well, so three like, main, but three yeah, main. four. Right, we have a rhythm guitarist. It, it kind of switches depending on what the, the days are. Um, Usually it's either a guy named Chris Paris or mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Burns. Both very good players. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, well, I bring it up because you do a mix of original and, and covers. How, how does the song selection go? Because one of the things that, that really impressed me was your song. So I was very, like, because you spanned, you, know, you did some country, you did some rock and roll, you did a little bit of alternative stuff, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. So who's making those decisions? Does everyone bring something to the table, or is that one guy? So when we started, we all just kind of got together. We were all like, hey, like make a big list of songs that you enjoy, that you want to play, and then we'll all bring it. And then as time kind of you know, went on, and we started kind of figuring ourselves out, because none of us were lead singers in our, in our last band. And as time went on, we, we kind of found out what kind of voice we have, what works with what, and then so like we're good about bringing those those kinds of songs to the table for ourselves and then it kind of you know we go around we we practice it for a little bit we'll play it live and then really when you play it live is kind of when you know if it's going to work or not and then if it doesn't work it kind of fizzles out and if it does work then we keep building on it and we just kind of try to keep a revolving set list so it's kind of newish every time we play 
and all of you sing, which is really cool. Yeah. That, that's that's really fun. Like you know, that you know, lead singers are, are great. You know, you, there, there's a value that to some bands for having a lead singer that does all the vocals, mm -hmm. but it's it's so cool when you get a band up there and everybody can sing. Well, and it really and, is. And like I said, it's like if we've all got very distinctly different voices. You know, uh, say, take for example, Trent's very, very clear. He can he can get his point across and stuff. I'm very, very twangy, I guess, very country-like. And then, you know, Jimmy's very good at, like, kind of the lower stuff and probably a little bit more of the classic rock uh, sound as, as opposed to us. And so, like, we all have our little, little things that we're good at. And that's kind of what we try to play on. Well, um, this feels like a really good time. You guys want to play a song? Yeah, sure. Those voices well, well, very ironic. Sure. We're going to do a country song, and uh, Jimmy's <laughs> actually going to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm sure everybody knows this tune. We're going to play some Wagon Wheel. And down south to the land of the pines I fell on my way to North Carolina Stay up the road and pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast of 17 hours Picking me a bouquet dog with flowers And I'm hoping for Raleigh I can see my baby tonight So rock me mama like a wagon Rock me, mama, any way you feel Hey, mama, rock me Rock me, mama, like the wind and the rain Rock me, mama, like a southbound train Hey, mama, rock me Town string band, my baby plays the guitar. I pick a banjo now. Oh, North Country weather's keeping getting me down. Lost my money playing poker, so I had to leave town. But I ain't turning back to living that old life no more. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, anyway. Rock me, mama, like the wind and the rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, mama, rock me. Key than we usually do it. Was it? I, I felt good though. Well, maybe a half uh, half step down. Didn't yeah. realize that. But that, that was good. That sounded great. That yeah. sounded great. And that's uh, 
That's a really popular song with, with the bar, bar scene, the it bar is. crowds. It's very, yeah, uh, because you get a whole bunch of ranges of people that know that song. I mean, it's all over. It's, uh, it's kind of all over the radio, or it used to be. I don't hear it played as much now, but, uh, you know, everybody, everybody really knows it. So. Yeah. It was hard not to sing a little trash. Like, I had to fight, not sing it along. Way to welcome to, <laughs> way to welcome to. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's, that, and that's, we, we, that's the whole thing with that song. We're always trying to get people to sing along if they know, and that's that's a real notable one. So Yeah, we, we've talked a lot about this before in the past, about you know, you know covers versus original, that kind of thing. And we do tend to focus more on, on original bands. But you know, it's not to say we don't. We do still bring cover bands in and tribute bands in and stuff. And you know, everyone they all have value. Everyone has value. Mm -hmm. And but one thing I will say is the crowds get bigger for covers and tributes, mm -hmm. and people get more engaged with the with the with the band on stage when they can sing along. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that brings me to my next question: What's the one song you wish you would have never started playing that people just love to hear? Freebird. <laughs> you, you know, I, I saw a video of that. I was like, "How in the world did they get?" Because you know, everybody always shouts, mm -hmm. "Freebird!" Like, how did did somebody do that? And y'all just went for it, and now it I mean, just happens. It, it happens like every show, and it's always <laughs> so funny because like we'll be like two, three songs in, and some usually somebody drunk is like, yes. "Freebird, yes. Freebird!" It's like, guys, we just started, and like, they're like, "Free beer? <laughs> Who said that? Free beer?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've gotten a couple free beers off of that one. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it hey, ends that up, works, though. It does. It ends up being the last song we usually play anyway because, you know, we always try to do what people request. And if somebody yeah. says it, then they usually keep saying it for the rest of the show, too. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's always that, that one drunk person in the background who's had a few before they got there. Well, and I'll tell you one thing that we get requested a lot more than I thought we would. And it's happened, it's happened quite a few times. People come up and be like, do you know any Britney Spears? I'm like, do oh, we no. look I... like we know any Britney Spears? <laughs> I think the closest we I think the closest we got was when we did that one wedding party in Fort Mill, and then we played we played Backstreet Boys. We did. Which one? What song? Um, large in, was it Larger Than Life? Oh, no, no. It was I Want It That Way. Yeah, okay. it was I Want It That Way. I ain't gonna lie, man. At the time, I hated boy bands, okay? <laughs> At the time, I couldn't stand it. I was you know, into heavy metal, rock and roll, rap music mm -hmm. stuff. But as I've gotten older, and I see the way people react to, to pop music, specifically mm -hmm. from that era, yeah. and the way, the energy that people put yeah. out... I've, it's kind of grown on me. Like I already knew the words because I heard them a million times oh, during yeah. their heyday. But just last night we had a, a, a metal show, like a mix. It was kind of a mix show. We had hip hop, we had punk rock, we had new metal and heavy metal. And at the at it the, was when NC came the, on, wasn't it? At the very <laughs> at the very end of the night, Hightower finished his set. And they did a little raffle. And as soon as they got done with the mic, I put on Party in the USA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's an awesome song. It's a great it song. It really is an awesome song. But I thought you were referring when Instinct came on because Bye 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 came on, and I was like, I know Melissa's back there behind the bar dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it, and it's kind of cool when, when like a rock and roll band or a country band covers some of those pop songs because yeah. you get to hear it in a different Like, it's it's like, that's how I, um, that's how I stopped hating on Taylor Swift was uh, the band called I Prevail covered her song Blank blank space yeah mm -hmm. and you know before you know i i knew of taylor swift because i go in public and you just couldn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. without you her can't. songs you being can't. on <laughs> yeah and uh and you know it's like ah, whatever 
And then I hear this rock band take that song and put their little, their sauce on it, their flavor on it. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm engaged and I'm listening to the song. It's like, oh, it's actually not a bad song. Yeah. I just needed to hear it in a different, you know, genre, you know. Oh, yeah. To appreciate it. There was a band, like, I want to say maybe like 2008 that was from the Boone area. And I cannot remember their name because it was like a really long name. But it was like an EDM rock band, and they covered Britney Spears "Toxic." And when you said that, that's it. That was their best song. Their originals were kind of like, "What planet did they come from?" And you're <laughs> yeah. like, "Okay, but you, we enjoyed it." But drugs, their cover, planet drugs. <laughs> their cover, their cover of "Toxic" was interesting, and I I liked it. Hmm. I mean, it's, I like how like if somebody can take like you said something pop and then turn it into. You turn into country I mean, I've metal, always I've always listened punk. to the punk goes pop stuff. Oh that. yeah, I love that stuff. There's some oh, really yeah. cool stuff. And you on can there. find those like on, when you go to Warp Tour and all the little side stages. <coughs> mm-hmm. Every all the little local bands that they everybody has one of those that they co- they've covered. Huh. Yeah, I, f- I forget there was like a series of albums that there was like the pop goes punk yeah. albums. Yeah, I think that's what one I'm of my about. one of my favorites was I think it was a day to remember they they covered a. Uh, the fray over my head. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. I love that version. Yeah. I was like, dang. You buy those CDs at Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know what, for, for me, you know, everybody experiences this stuff in different ways, but for me, it's like taking something I probably never would have cared about or listened to and putting a spin on it to grab my attention right. and then to find out that while I might not like the original because I'm not into that type specific type of music, I can appreciate the artistry and, and you know, the content that went mm-hmm. into putting that together. Well, that's like, you know, in the 90s too, like a lot of the, there were a lot of country, there were a lot of country artists who they made songs popular and then they were picked up by R&B artists. Mm-hmm. And then it, and like a few years later and then they were both on the air at the same time. So they're, they're like, okay, all right. Yeah, we try to do that, like, add our own flair to some songs we do. The one thing we notice people love is, like, when we, like, we'll, we'll transition from, like, one song to the next, and it doesn't really sound like we're changing the song mm-hmm. kind of well, thing. You find yeah. that a lot, a lot of songs just, like, made with the same chords and everything. I mean, yeah. it's same like the opportunity's just yeah. there, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. y'all did that here. When you played here, you did a, mm-hmm. a nice little medley mm-hmm. there that, that was really cool. Now, when you do that, who's, like... Is that is that your idea? Like, how do you decide like which ones to put together? So, so sometimes we just get there, get to practice, and we're like, oh, we want to try something, right? But then you know, I'll, there's one distinct time we were we were uh, we were kind of practicing uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance or, or um, something, and we we got about halfway through, and and Trent looks at me, he goes, I want to try something. We're just in the middle of a solo or whatever, and then he breaks out into you know Colt 45 or or whatnot like that, and mm-hmm. I was like, this could work. You know, we're just gonna. I mean, everybody's gonna love this, right? It's so, amazing what can actually mix together. Like you'll hear something, you're like, hey, wait, that can go with mm-hmm. that too. So yeah, and I thought it was real clever the way you would mix in your originals. Like, like you have the perfect balance, like for a for a crowd to like like because so, sometimes you know a band that that does covers will will do originals, but the timing's wrong. Or they'll 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 start mm-hmm. with an original song. It's like you you're trying to grab a group of people's attention, and you know and you, you want to play something they're familiar with, get them comfortable for a couple songs, and, and then, then you start, then you slide one in, and then you don't do this long span of five songs. You pepper them into the set, yeah. which I think which I think like very successful bands. I really wish more of them would do would do that with their new music. Yeah. Like when you go to a concert. 
to see a band that you love, but they just put out a new album. You haven't even had the time to, to it. soak it in. You don't know it yet. <laughs> and then they start the show with 45-minute record, and it's like, uh, like, like, pepper it in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to sing along. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I was just at Carolina Country Music Fest recently. You, you notice, like, yeah, they'll they'll do, like, their own songs, but sometimes they, they don't play them the same speed as on the record or they'll play them in a different key. Does that and, bother you? It, it, only if it just like doesn't sound right. To your core yeah. doesn't bother you. That's definitely a musician thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I notice it. I'll notice it when a band speeds up a song or, mm-hmm. or it, it sounds lower. Yeah. Than, or they're playing it in a, in yeah. a, a, different, in a or minor rather Or they sing it in a different key and you're like... But I could see where as a musician that could that could get to you. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, it just doesn't hit the same. No, <laughs> no I, I could, I could kind of see the disdain in, in, in his face a little bit, and I was like, "How that bothers him." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have, we all have our peeves. We man. do. We all have our peeves. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your biggest peeve? When uh, I, I don't want to get negative, but let's have some fun with it. Let's have some fun with it. Like a fun spin yeah. on it. When you're When you're doing a show, like what's your other than Freebird? Like what's like What's your biggest peeve that that people will do at a show? People make a special request and then walk away, like walk away right before you put. It, it's it's like, it's like a lot of the times, like it's just one of those songs that you're like, ah, hey, you know, we didn't put it in the set for a reason, you know, we're just kind of like not feeling it right now. And then they're like, oh, I want to hear this one, and we're like, okay, you know, we we know it. Just give me the, you know, let me play this song. We'll get to it. Yeah. So then they walk off, and you never see them again. And so we're playing this song to practically nobody. And it's, that's like putting money in a jukebox and playing a song and not having the patience to wait it out. Right. You hit the skip button. You hit the skip get, button. Everybody get you, gets mad. Get, get you a, a big tip, tip bucket to put on stage and be like, "Song request: twenty dollars. Free birth: hundred dollars." <laughs> so we used Thought to actually it. have a little tin can with that on it. I think we had. A couple, oh, really? We did, and and Free Bird was one of them. I think uh, "Give Me Three Steps" was another, and and it kind of went up, up and uh, up in dollar signs. And uh, I think Free Bird was one of the last ones where we were like, "We're just not." No, Mustang Sally was. We just we decided uh, that was on there, and I left it at a venue in Columbia and never saw it again. I was very That's sad about funny. that. <laughs> yeah, but we really try to do whatever anybody requests, even if we like never played it before, because you can get surprised with like either how much they tip or like how much people get into it. Like, I think the the biggest thing was we played at the Bowery in Myrtle Beach, and this one guy like. This must have happened for like eight songs in a row. He was like, "Mountain music, mountain music, play mountain music." <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense because that that was like that place is where Alabama used to be the house band, and we were just like, "Oh, we never sense. played that." You know, maybe you know we're gonna play Dixie Land of Light. I mean, at some we're point. gonna get to some we'll Alabama. Get, yeah, just like, you know, hold your the guy. The guy just wouldn't quit, and we were like, you know, we'll 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 try to bang it out, and we did. And then he threw a hundred bucks in the tip jar afterwards. So we were like, Man, <laughs> oh, yeah. that literally that literally paid off. So. Now speaking of requests. Have you had anybody request any of your originals? The people that know us. Yeah, okay. The people that know us and know know some of our original music, they'll come out and they'll be like, you know, I want to hear this tonight. And we're like, all right, yeah, we can we can do something. That makes you feel good, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, because we have them written and we've played them at shows, but we haven't actually, like, really gotten them recorded and released yet, so. Why not? We just, we, we've been, it's, <laughs> it's, still it's, a, it's, a, it's a big lingering question. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, come we've on. Got, I think we've just been like, re, like real busy as of late and, you know, between the shows and everything, we just haven't had like the time to really sit down and get it narrowed down to mm-hmm. where we can really yeah, You guys it. are busy. Y'all, y'all book a lot. Yeah. Is that seasonal for you or is that year round? So, fu- so funny enough, a lot of it, we stay pretty busy year round, but I don't, I don't quite, 
I didn't quite catch the trend for this like this July, I guess, for because this July we've been we've been really kind of it's kind of been a break for us. Because uh, I remember, I remember a couple months ago we were trying to book out, book out, and book out, and then then July came and we looked at our schedule and we we're like, we don't have anything. Like we, you know, we ask these places, what dates do you have? They get back to us. We pick one and we do it. But I've never seen a July one. I think they just book so far in advance because mm-hmm. July's like everybody's going on vacation, all the music's at the beach and whatnot, and so. Well, we had a couple offers at Myrtle Beach, but we ju- we just had some conflicts with work and stuff that we couldn't go down there for a couple of days. Mm. But it, it's odd because like March and April, we were really busy. Oh my I gosh! Mean, it was Twice like a it was, it was every, like two, yeah, three shows weekend. a weekend, like every weekend. It was kind of crazy. But mm. interesting. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you are. I mean, you're in South Carolina, so the, the be- I mean, it's not just Myrtle Beach. You know, you've oh, I mean, yeah. you're not you're in pretty close proximity to. Uh, you've got a, a college town in Columbia. You've got the Charleston area. Mm-hmm. You've got you know, the North Carolina beaches. That, you know, and, and this is the time of year where you know, beach. I, I the weeks of the fourth. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now. We will not be open <laughs> the week of the fourth of July next year. No. it was brutal. Man. No one's in town. Yeah, oh, no yeah. one's in town. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the. Uh, the best tipping show we've ever actually had was July 4th weekend at the Bowery. They had us come up there. It, what, it was two years ago, right? Yeah, I mean, that was that was the show I was talking about. Yeah, the Mountain, the music, Mountain one. music one. Yeah, that was the same oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that because place everybody's there. Out. Everybody's at the beach. Exactly. <laughs> but we did just play there, was it two weekends ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah Unfortunately, and, I wasn't able to make it. But, oh, yeah, you weren't uh, Chris, there. Chris helped us out on bass, and I heard very good things. Yeah, so, yeah. it was now, a decent crowd there. In the fall, it, does it... Te- does, when like with seasonally, does it slow mm-hmm. down for you in the summer? Speed up, slow like, down in the winter. Yeah, well, so yeah, usually sometimes January is just kind of slow because you, you can't play outside shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it it tends to be in the fall. It picks up just because like college kids mm-hmm. are back yeah. and you know yeah, all those college bars are kind of slow during the summer. Like in Columbia, for example, there's a lot of places we play there that are they're college bars essentially, and so mm-hmm. yeah, during the summer they're a little dead, but in the fall it really picks up i really really wish we had a college in gaston county like a, mm. a real college yeah and I, no yeah. offense belmont abbey but that, that's not the, i was gonna say that's uh, probably the closest yeah. one right yeah, yeah. It, it's just they're just not a, that, but it's not like a college, college. Yeah. yeah it's not right. like a major university, yeah. university yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there's just not thank you ron that's the right yeah. word yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's college it's just not a university right you guys want to do another one we can i mean oh uh-huh. Want to do, trying uh, to think of what we would do. Freebird, no, I'm just kidding. Freebird. I, I, I don't. I don't think we have enough time left to do no. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what we'd do. You want to do? Uh, you do Neon Moon or Brand New Man? Yeah, yeah, we, we can we can try something here. Let me just make sure. See, I'm a bass player. That's the thing. Since our guitar player wasn't able to be here, you know, uh, I remember I was already like five minutes down the road, and he called. He was like, "Hey, I'm not gonna make it." I was like, "But you're bringing the guitar." I was like, "What am I gonna do?" Right. Um, so I ended up having to run back and grab it. So. Now, I mean, you play the guitar pretty well. Are you a bass player because you wanted to be in this band, or is that your go-to? So, I grew up in high school. I played played bass Ramon, and, and you know, I was very familiar with that lower register and kind of being that that low note. You like being in the pocket. Yeah, and so whenever I got to uh, whenever we started, it was it was funny because when we were playing with the other guy, um, our lead guitarist now was already established with him. 
And so he was like, he was like, hey, why don't you come play rhythm guitar for us? Oh, you know, one time this week. And I came and I played, and I was like, you know, that's just, it's not, it's not my vibe, I guess. And then, then right after that, he was like, well, try out bass. And I came and I was like, fell in love. I was like, you know what? I'm playing bass now. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can do a. See, when I when I first played started playing drums, um, I actually tried to play guitar at first, and I I just couldn't get it down. I mean, I tried to I learned how to play your basic chords like C and G, and then I remember trying to play an F chord, and you got to like you know hold hold two strings with one finger. I, it just sounded like I was choking. I was I just like I can't do this. <laughs> that, whenever I see somebody doing their, the fingerings for guitar, I always remember that episode of Friends where Phoebe's like Dragon Claw. <laughs> There's my request, smelly cat. <laughs> smelly. <laughs> <laughs> so what so, are we gonna do? So I think we're gonna we're gonna do a, a little bit of Neon Moon uh, from oh. Brooks and Don. Uh, it's been one of our favorites. We we started playing it a long, long time ago, and uh, I mean we just haven't stopped. I mean it's a, it's a killer song that everybody loves. Um, usually, usually, uh, usually I'll do it, but I think I think today we actually decided we're gonna we're gonna switch off verses. Uh, I'll take the first one, and then you wanna yeah, take the second. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. That's I guess that's traditional Brooks and Dunn way, right? Pretty much.
right. Now, Jimmy, growing up in Jersey, going to school in Ohio, were you always into Southern rock and country music? Because um, that doesn't seem to be uh, where this music. Definitely not the definitely not the trend up there yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that is kind of what makes our band special too, is because we all have different backgrounds, especially like musically, growing up and stuff like. Trent, for sure, is a Keith Urban wannabe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was not going to say that. Wait a minute, because I totally <laughs> saw that in the pictures. I totally did. Oh, he's <laughs> no, got I mean, tattoos in the same damn. place. He's actually got a guitar that used to... I mean, they just to, uh, like, called him out on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Oh, we call him At least they waited until the 40-minute mark where, like, half the audience is checked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he no he would he would be bad about that. He'd agree. Oh uh, yeah, he'd he'd, he'd agree. We always we joke at, he's got a shrine in his basement. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you don't show up to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't defend yourself, but um, yeah, no. I mean, honestly, like I I grew up on my dad's records. I mean, he 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 grew up in the '60s and '70s, and so I listened to. And learn how to play drums, like listening to Led Zeppelin, The Who, Pink Floyd, you know, all the all those classic rock guys. I mean, like Neil Peart and Keith Moon and John Bonham, they're like my idols, like Keith Urban is to him. Um, so yeah, we've we've always had like different backgrounds with that. Now, like when I came down here, I mean, I was looking for a band to play with, and it seemed like you know country bands were like the most popular thing. Cause yeah, like up there. I mean, there are country bands up there, and they even have country festivals up there, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, since I was looking for a band, that's the, you know that's what I saw was most popular at bars and stuff, and I kind of just got into it from there. And it, it seems like country bands tend to veer more towards the rock sound more than other... I mean, not to say, like, there's other bands that don't play rock and stuff, but it seems like country music kind of gears towards that old classic rock sound that those bands used to have and so yeah i kind of just got into it when i moved down here it's definitely not what i grew up listening to because my idea of country was like shania twain and, and obviously she's country but that's all my mom would play in the car <laughs> when she would drive me around yeah. as a kid so i was like you know that was just my impression she would only play that and like michael bolton songs so mm -hmm. it was, yeah. well i i often <laughs> say like i i'm a country fan up to like 1992 ish mm -hmm. you know? yeah. when country kind of went pop in the 90s and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's i mean it's basically oh, pop it's bad now it's yeah, just pop it, that's all it is now i don't want to shit on country music i mean i've, I've done enough of that in the past but <laughs> <laughs> but, but there are still some really good country yeah. artists mm -hmm. out there it's just for for me the, the 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 issue I have with a lot of today's country is just how as a as a as a person who just loves and adores and appreciates art and artistic talent and mm -hmm. the and the poetry, you know, of, of certain types of music, some of the music, songs that are being written now, mm -hmm. it's it's almost like they're being written for the dumbest people. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, does that make sense? It like, does. Um, like, it's almost like condescending how simple some of the songs are. Yes. And, it, and when I hear it, I'm like, who's jamming to this? Well, I agree. Like, there's two things I heard. Everybody said that all the country songs now are mostly, it's just booty shaking music about talking about getting drunk by a bonfire and some girl wearing cutoffs. Beers, trucks, and, uh, yep. and women. Lifted yep. trucks. Well, the country I grew up on was, I mean, much like the Beatles, you were, I was learning life lessons from these songs. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, 
you know, old Hank Williams, you know, Johnny Cash, and you get listening. The storytelling. Yeah, the yeah. storytelling aspect of those of the old school country is what what draws you in. Mm -hmm. It makes you love it so much. But but yeah, I mean, well, there was actually an interview with um, Sammy Kershaw, and he was fairly popular in the '90s. He's like, they just lost, country music has lost its storytelling. Mm -hmm. I think the commercialization of of, of the industry has to a lot to do with that, but you know, try that in a small town. Well, I think yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Blake Shelton being interviewed, and he he got asked a similar question, and I think he just he said something like, you know, I I sing about what I love, and so, you know, if you love drinking and you know hunting and fishing and that's your thing, <laughs> then it, you know it makes sense. But no, I agree. Like and. and Older music in general seemed to be more like, you know, lyrics weren't so, like, blatant and obvious. Like, there were more metaphors, yeah. and rhyming was more of focus, and it, it, it seemed like it was more poetic in general. Like, it ev it's even happened with hip-hop, too, where everything's kind of just, like, you know, they're basically just, like, saying, like, what they're doing. Or some, <laughs> some, some songs, it's not even, like, English, you know, with mumble rap and stuff, but, you know... <laughs> It's just, I think the game is always open to being changed. and you Part know. of that has to do with the, the evolution of technology and the evolution of our society, mm -hmm. too. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, back you know, in the 60s, 70s, even in the 80s, there was so much less to do and so much less like access to information. Mm -hmm. You know, the pockets of talent would pop up all over the country because this community had this stuff going on and they were singing about this stuff. And it was, and, their sound came from that community. Yeah. And now... With like you said, with social media, it's like you don't have that little little secret sound anymore. Everybody's trying to sound more like. Mm -hmm. everybody else. Yeah, I do my best to not uh, to not do the old man thing and like shit on the the next generation <laughs> stuff because I because I, I I get it. I remember listening to you know heavy metal and grunge when I was a kid and you know my parents and my elders talking about that noise. They yeah. would all call it noise is what they would call mm -hmm. it. And I try not to do that because. You know, the kids today are growing up in a completely different environment than I grew up in, and they're relating to this stuff. Whether I like it or not, they're relating to it. And for someone who does what I do, the best thing for me to do is to figure out a way to appreciate it for what it is mm -hmm. and invite it in. You know, I don't want to alienate anybody. You know, I want everyone to want to come here and have a good time. And if that means bringing, bringing in, um, you know, some music about some nonsense, then, then so be it. Let's oh, yeah. fi figure out a way to have fun with it. You know what I mean? There's a, yeah. there's a vibe for every kind of music, you know, and it, 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 you know, if it's hitting people in the right spots, then, you know, I, yeah, I'm not going to shit on it either, you know? Mm -hmm. It's important to somebody. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, none of these artists, no, none of them make it overnight. None of them get rich overnight. None of them get popular overnight. They've grinded it out. And, you know, even the ones that don't write their own music have spent – New, countless nights in bars singing to nobody, you know, and then they get an opportunity to sing in front of hundreds of people. Then they get another opportunity to sing in front of thousands of people. And, you know, they might not write their music, but they've put in that work. So even that I can appreciate on some level. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I respect it as much, but <laughs> I can appreciate it because anybody putting in that kind of work and you find any level of success, I'm not mad at you for that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I hope that happens to a lot of people that come through here. And, um, and yeah, let's end on a positive note. You guys want to do one more to play that one, or you got one more in you? I mean, we can, we can pull something pull something up here. Do you what do you any... think about that? You want to plug, uh, plug away, tell our audience where to find you, and, and if you've got any other upcoming shows you want to plug? Oh, uh, yeah. So, 
you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we're, we're getting close to a thousand followers on Facebook. So if you go and like our page and whatnot, Instagram, I think we've got almost 300 followers, but yeah, we're getting close to that benchmark. So we're really trying to push for, and it's at Palmetto drive. Yeah. So Instagram, it's out at Palmetto drive band. And then Facebook, you just, it's just Palmetto drive. Um, you know, I, do we have a we have a YouTube too? We just have we do have a YouTube. It's just, it's just under Palmetto Drive. I think yeah. I think last time maybe we saw on it was. Well, with all the gigs you've I been don't. playing, it's probably hard to keep up with the socials right now. Yeah, it but is. As it far is. as our upcoming shows, we've got one on uh, on Friday at Small Bar in Fort Mill, and then the week after that, we've got the show here, obviously on the 11th, and we're actually playing two shows that weekend too at. Um, the brewery up in Charlotte. Was it Glide? Glide fourteen fifty six. Yeah, it's an old German uh, brewery mm-hmm. that uh, that's that, that the original recipe was made in the fifteen hundreds. Mm. I've been talking with them about getting some of their beer in here. They got a red rooster ale. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to get that in here, but yeah. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that'd so be yeah, good spot so yeah, if you can't be here uh, next Friday the 11th, um, check them out at Guild Brewery on the 12th. Uh, follow them on social media, and uh, we're going to do one more song. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for watching. Sure, of course. Uh, we're going to end with, uh, with Old Red. You going to do that oh, one? Yeah, sure. All right.
so I kept him away for three or four days and waited till the time got right. I was headed north to Tennessee, and old Red was headed south. And one thing, come on, somebody, why don't you run? Old Red's itching to have a little fun. Get my lantern, get my gun, and I'll have a tree for the morning. Now there's Red here, two ticks all in a south. Got me in here and love got me out. Hell yeah, fellas. Thank you for that. Thank you for watching. It's Palmetto Drive. Thanks for being here, fellas. Thank and uh, come see oh, them next Friday. Us. Peace and love.